It's actually all about the movement. When I put a piece of ceramic, the first thing I do is look at it from top to bottom and bottom up and get a sense of whether the movement is stopping anywhere, is it being clipped anywhere. And if it is, then that's a no. Then I have to do something different. But that then just totally opens the possibilities of creativity. This is Object, a podcast about design and contemporary craft in Australia. I'm your host, Lisa Carl from the Australian Design Centre. In this series, we'll go behind the scenes of Australia's richest award for contemporary craft and design, the MAKE Award, biennial prize for innovation in Australian craft and design. In this episode, my guests are partners in work and life, Matt Blackwood and Chilla Chongfei. You can see their MAKE Award work as ceramic sculpture in your podcast app or on our website too, australiandesigncentre.com slash podcast. Matt and Chilla talk about how they made this single sculpture from 100 pieces of clay. I'd like to welcome Chilla Chongvei and Matt Blackwood, who together form Chongvei Blackwood. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. It's great to have you here. For listeners who are unfamiliar with your work, what, what kind of work do you make? We make sculptural work that's, at this point of our career, we're making as ceramic because we actually have a varied background. We, we started in film and TV and we moved into public art and for the past seven years we've been making sculptural ceramics. Fantastic. And your work, Walk the Line version 7, is a finalist in the Australian Design Centre's inaugural Make Award. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> How does it feel to be a finalist in this award? It feels fantastic because we've been working on this piece for a very long time and it was the first time that we showed anybody else and we didn't distribute any work in progress videos or any images. Wow. This Make Award was the first time when we sent out images of Walk the Line version 7 and to be shortlisted as finalists for the award was incredible. Mm. It showed to us that our dedication to what we do and our dedication to this piece had been recognised and celebrated by our peers. Absolutely. We we were thrilled. Yeah, it's it's absolutely wonderful. Mm. Well, it certainly is a fascinating piece of work and it's fantastic to have it in the exhibition for everybody to see and celebrate what you do. I'm wondering if you could describe for us Walk the Line version 7. So Walk the Line version 7 is a stoneware ceramic sculpture. It's approximately 28 centimetres high, 28 centimetres long and about seven centimetres in depth. It's made of approximately 100 individually cut ceramic pieces. Amazing. So the form is geometric. It's based on the things that inspire Matt and I as artists, architecture, typography, constructivist art. Mm -hmm. The type of clay that we use is very iron-rich and uh, is groggy. So what groggy means is there's fired stoneware clay that gets ground down and then wedged back into the body clay. It makes the clay more robust when it gets fired 
and we don't glaze our pieces. So this is a, a raw clay. It gets fired once to high stoneware temperature and that's just what the clay looks like, which is really quite lovely. The final finish is a textured, speckled clay, lots of different shades of brown, and then the iron comes out as these sort of glassy brown spots. When I first looked at this piece, I liked the concept because I always like artists who try to break away from the norm. And there's a lot of layers in this piece. It's constructive and then it's using the material in a very sculptural way. But at the same time, the shape itself is completely new, nothing we've seen before. So to actually see the piece in reality was very interesting. And I would really be interested to see how it develops in the future. I know it's made as a collaborative piece. And I think the approach to begin with, it's very interesting. My name is Hei Yang Cho. I've been chosen as the jury member for the 2023 Make Award. I'm currently the chair lady of the oldest academic association known as the Korea Association of Art and Design and also expert panel at the Loewe Foundation Craft Prize. Chilly, you talked about constructing the piece and having a hundred different pieces and shapes that it's it, it, you draw from to make each version. Are those pieces all the same? Like how do you put it together? No, the pieces aren't the same. And the construction process, I work from the middle of the piece out. So the first thing that I do is I build the overall shape. I will always keep to the original design of the form and then once one layer is complete I cut out whatever next piece I feel needs to go on top of that so it might be say a piece that would sit really neatly in the bottom right hand corner of the piece that responds well to what is already underneath it so I'd be looking at where the clay joins what shape is formed with maybe the hole that's underneath and then I would look at the piece that goes next to it and then I would cut that piece out and that one could be twice as big as the one before or half the size. It could be really long and thin or it might be a much larger, thicker piece because I'm already thinking of the next layer and I want a larger clay surface because I might build smaller pieces on top of that. Mm-hmm. So... I build it layer by layer and I just cut out the shape and the piece and the size that I need next. But my mind often does race forward to if I do a piece like this, then the next layer on top will be slightly different. So yeah, maybe a little bit like a jigsaw puzzle, but but yeah, it's not about them interlocking. It's really finding the balance between the void and the fill and just building the, the piece in that way. Would I be right in saying it's it's not necessarily only about the look of it, it's also about how it supports itself and it's also about, I guess, the negative space as well within the piece and the shapes that are there created in the negative too? Very much. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's always at the top of mind when making decisions about where to place pieces and the 
the advantage of working with clay in this way is you can actually move the pieces around. I don't have to attach each piece until I'm happy with it because clay you score, you scratch the two pieces of clay, you wet them down with more clay and that's when you join them together forever. But until I'm happy with how the energy flows and where the gaps are, I can just keep slightly moving them around. And sometimes it's honestly a, I twist it by five degrees and it makes a world of difference. You know, before that I was, I'd be tearing my hair out and then I'd twist it and you think, oh, no, that's perfect. That's all it needed. Ceramics are often built from the wheel up in one fell swoop or hand-built or they become sculptural objects. This is, there's been a scientific experimental approach to arrive at this particular form. This is called version 7. They have taken this through multiple prototypes, experiments, drawings, manipulations to arrive at something that speaks to ceramics and the history of ceramics. It speaks to sculpture. But as far as we were concerned as judges, was a quite unique ceramic object. One that we hadn't seen before. One of the criteria that we looked for in the finalists was the kind of work that was completely new to us. And this was one of those kinds of ceramic objects. I am Jason Smith, the director and CEO of Geelong Gallery in Victoria, and I am one of the four judges for the Make Award. It really strikes me as being a figure in movement, really, mm. as oh, well. Yeah. And I don't know where it stops and starts, and it's maze-like. The movement is key. So we work together. We're partners in life and in art, <laughs> Chilla and I. And the way we designed this series is actually quite distinct from everything else that we've designed previously for the past seven years or ten years. I can't remember. Time flies. About ten. So previously we were making pieces that were essentially, I did the primary part of the design part, and Chilla needs to be stated very clearly and loudly, does 1,000% of the making. She does all the, the building herself. And previously it was about saying, let's create one particular design, and then Chilla would replicate that design over and over again. And then it became a point, even with a series that was particularly successful, Chilla came up to me and said, if I have to make another one of those, <laughs> I'm going to scream. So then we had to go, okay... Let's design a series, and this is what Walk the Line is, design a series that can actually have a standard set of forms, and there's actually 27 forms in the series because mm -hmm. it's essentially meant to be a visual alphabet. And so like many alphabets, they're usually in the high 20s in terms of numbers. Not all alphabets, but many of them are. Mm. So then I wanted to create the standard 27 forms that could actually be built internally in an infinite amount of ways. Each piece that she makes is actually unique because it's made up of those 100 or so pieces. They're never put together the same way. Mm. She's responding to two things. One is the solid, obviously the piece that it's attaching to, but the other thing is the space, the void. So that's that comes back to architecture of the understanding of space, the craft of space, or as you rightly pointed out, and this is a key thing, is that we're actually obsessed, it's too strong a word, but we adore movement. Mm. We really want to make it seem like those individual layers are almost going in different directions mm. and that the piece, what you've done, and I think this is a part of maybe our backgrounds as filmmakers, we're looking at them as individual still frames 
as the piece happens to be moving and we've just captured it in one moment and if you'd captured it in another moment it would have actually moved in a slightly different direction and it's because your you know your eyes are only capturing that one frame out of the 25 and so version 7 so that that's because of the amount of prototyping and iteration that we needed to do to get to where we are and one of the the interesting things about version 7 for the make award and the uh, call out for it to be around innovation, that's where we actually then came up with a variety uh, that we now call fractal. So the line series overall we are looking at having as either a linear design or a fractal design. For the Make Award we were looking at that next step of innovation and the working with a fractal series really pushed the boundaries of how I could work with the clay because of clay can only be so thick and solid when it's fired, otherwise it will crack or explode. It can also only be so heavy before it starts to slump and warp. So what Matt and I did really is we wrote these guidelines for ourselves predominantly for me to have in the back of my mind as I'm making things. It's kind of a bit of a rule book, a creative rule book, where I now have a list of things where I know I can't do that, Mm -hmm. but that then just totally opens the possibilities of creativity because I won't compromise on what I want it to look like. I just know that technically, oh, I can't do that. I can't put a third layer again and hinge it in that spot. But gee, I really like the movement of that shape. So how do I work that out? So where do I need to remove clay to make sure that there's enough ventilation and the weight's not too much? So each piece is unique. It's a one-off. And so that's why we've got version numbers for all of them. And because as Matt said, there'll be 27, there are 27 forms designed, but each form will be made completely differently. So that's why there'll be, there, there are version numbers of each individual shape. Ah, very interesting. I think it, the, the basis is thinking of it as ornamentation versus structure. Mm. So we look at it as everything has to have a kind of structural component, even though it sounds bizarre to say that if it's made out of 100 pieces, <laughs> but we do it in a way of going, why does that piece need to be there? We almost try to have each piece having its own origin story visually. Mm. So what do you hope the judges see in your work? And it's not just the judges, of course. I mean, I say the judges because this is a competition, but um, it's also the audiences that will see this exhibition both here in Sydney and in Adelaide later in the year and next year in, in Geelong. I hope that they see the commitment and the dedication and the love that we have for the clay for the medium for design and for what it takes to make a piece like that Mm. the 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 time that we invest Mm. yeah and and I guess it's also just it's celebrating how diverse ceramics can be there is so much variety in what you can do you can do anything you want with clay it is a difficult medium to work with if you're pushing it beyond what it likes to do, but there is still so much that you can do with it. So we, yeah, we hope that people who see it maybe look at it and think, 
oh, I had no idea you could do that with clay or is that really clay? Yeah. The fact that people come up to us and say, have you made that using a mould? Mm-hmm. It's it's not only just the way that the design looks, but it's the, the level of care in the making that people aren't necessarily aware of how that can be made by hand. They automatically think it's using moulds, but no, it's done by hand and it can be done. It's just... It just takes a lot, a lot of time and a lot of commitment. Fantastic. Sunfake Blackwood, a really interesting practice out of Victoria. As an ardent fan of modernism, it it, it speaks to me very beautifully. It's lovely to see hand-building practice take such prominence and, and such a distinctiveness in a a time when ceramics is in the great ascendancy, right? But a lot of that's been around either the kind of wheel-thrown space or the eclectic sculptural kind of thing. With their work, the materiality comes to the fore very much and the, the kind of, you know, the kind of iron spotting in the surface is such a beautiful feature. But for me, it's, it's the almost typographic formalism to it and symbols and, and, and symbols within symbols. I'm Brian Parks. I'm CEO at Jam Factory in Adelaide and I'm very pleased to be one of the judges for the Make Award. That awards like the Make Award make a difference for a creative career. I think it does. I think that if we're talking about the Make Award specifically, it makes a big difference for us to have the opportunity to exhibit at the Australian Design Centre and to connect to a community and to exhibit in such a beautiful space. And then to have a touring exhibition that then goes to Jam Factory in Adelaide and to Geelong Art Gallery in Geelong. Um, maybe some people outside of the arts industry don't understand how the, the costs involved in, in such a process. As an individual artist, one of the things that, that a lot of artists have to consider is going, are we going to, if we do submit you know, a piece to an award, how much is it going to cost for us to get it up there? And what is the, the return? Unfortunately, it is a transactional experience quite often, but the reality is, is the returns for the Make Award to actually have that touring exhibition makes a huge difference because it is just such a rare opportunity to actually have our pieces be exhibited not only in three different places, but three places of really high standing. And then I think another great thing about the Make Award specifically is that it's talking about design and it's actually a champion for design. There aren't enough people raising the banner, raising the flag for design and actually saying this is a really considered process. We're not the only makers, obviously, on that, on that, those finalists who put in the hours. They all did. Mm. They all put in the time. Mm. They put in the commitment. And in fact, so would all of the other people who would have been shortlisted and probably all the people who applied for the award also would have put in the hours too. Mm. And a shout out to all of them because we had some amazing entries this year. Mm. And also all of those people who wanted to enter but didn't have a piece at a point where they felt it was ready or had a piece in concept but not in, in the making that I think it as well for the next time we run this in two years' time. Oh, look, I, th- I think it's only going to grow. And I think there's a, a real opportunity for makers around Australia to get behind this award, much like the equivalent awards that are around the world, like the Loev Award. So it's, it's a real opportunity to kind of say, if you do have a practice that is considered, and if you do want to be a part of a broader design community, then that's what this award is, is really representing. Absolutely. Thank you. Chilla. Thank, Thank you. you, Matt. It's fantastic to have had this opportunity to chat with you. That's ceramic artists and designers 
Matt Blackwood and Chilla Chongvei. You can see their work on our website, along with the other 30 finalists in the Make Award. Go to australiandesigncentre.com slash podcast. In the next episode of Object, you'll meet metal smith Johannes Kuhnen. I actually don't love analyzed aluminium. It's highly irritating and it's very time-consuming. Object Stories of Design and Craft is an Australian Design Centre podcast produced by Jane Curtis with sound engineering by John Jacobs. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, tell a friend and thanks for listening. <laughs>